baby's first podcast. <laughs> well, we have been quite busy and we can't wait to tell you what's been going on in our lives the past crazy 24 hours. <laughs> I, th I think everybody knows, don't they? Well, everybody, everybody knows, but we haven't really talked about details. Right. I did a little bit. Did you listen to the show that I did yesterday? I did. You did a really good job. Thanks. But I, I don't know. I just gave facts and data, so I don't really know what I should have shared. I think you did great. Oh, okay. We can dive a little further into it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Will you uh, put the microphone back up to her so we can see if we can hear her breathing again? Ugh. No. She's not playing anymore. The upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for everybody that we have encountered so far at Northside Hospital in Atlanta who has made this unexpected but unexpected adventure uh, pretty easy. Yeah, it's been amazing. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for our healthy and beautiful baby girl. I uh, Just to paint a picture, we're in a hospital room at Northside right now, and Callie is lying down in her bed, and on her chest is um, our little nugget, our little smoosh. She is the most precious thing I have ever seen in my entire life, and I know that you know, we're a little biased, but she's really cute. She's really perfect. And I am sitting on the couch slash bed slash dining room table in the room. Um, and we each have microphones and I am staring at the door waiting for it to open and somebody to walk in and us to have to explain that we're doing a podcast. Yeah. And they're going to be like, who are you? What are you doing? You weirdos. 36 hours after, the baby is born. We're recording a podcast. So what do we want to talk about? Where did we leave off? I forgot where you left off in your episode yesterday. Um, I don't think we, I mean, I think the baby stuff's been covered. So I think we talk about um, the election. Shut up. <laughs> um, yeah. I, first of all, this uh, is grateful for so many things, but I personally am grateful for this baby coming along to be a distraction of, of my news obsession. Yes, oh. she really has. Yeah, because I was I was neck deep into it. And what you need to understand is you're probably listening to this on Wednesday and but we're recording it Tuesday night, a full hour before the polls anywhere in the country close. Right. So we have no idea what the world is going to look like when you're listening to this zero and, clue and i actually think that's perfect because we're so focused on our little smoosh yeah we are um seriously what do you want to talk about which parts of it um i you know the why don't you talk about 
your experience waking up on Monday morning? Um, because my day started when you woke me up, but your day started about two hours before that. So, um, I had been feeling like kind of weird the day before and we did that show, you know, where I was like, this is really weird. I'm freaking out. I feel like this is really happening. And the next morning I woke up and I was kind of like cramping and I was like, I think my water just broke. And I stood up and I was like, oh, I'm leaking. Definitely. I am leaking, um, which a lot of you had told me about um, that. It's not like it is in the movies. It's just like a, you know, it's a it's a wetting your pants that goes on for 90 minutes. Oh, I think it was longer than that because it was still happening like right when we got to the hospital. So we, um, I called my doctor. We both took showers. We let the dogs out. Excuse me. Um, we let the dogs out and got to the hospital and almost immediately my contractions were pretty bad. I wonder if, because just to fill in so, some of the blanks, there was no chaos. Like I always envisioned the time between the water breaking and the baby's arrival to be like, um, this is a super old reference, but you ever see those Keystone cops, old black and white movies where it's all the London police officers running around like crazy, bumping into each other. I honestly have no idea what you're talking about. Okay. It's just chaos. It's like, it's chaos and people are running around and they're screaming boil water and um, sterilize some scissors and we're going to have to deliver this baby at home and blah, blah, blah. It was nothing like that, which was so surprising to me. It was just very matter of fact. And the crazy thing is, so like the night before we were, we had the most like perfect date night ever. And it was a really awesome night. And Jeff made this like gourmet dinner and we had all of the um, windows open because the weather was so beautiful and fall-like. And it was just a really good night. And Jeff was like, this might be my favorite night ever. Um, and then the next morning, my water broke and we went to the hospital. And Well, we, we, we made the joke at, I made the joke at dinner where I said, you know what's so weird is that our baby has been in the oven long enough that technically next Sunday we could be eating this same exact meal, but there will be three humans in the room instead of just the two of us. And it came true. And I did not think that I was putting stuff out there in the universe. But apparently you were, and she doesn't share your birthday. So right, that's kind of nice. Um, but my water breaks, we go to the hospital. I was having contractions. Now, the thing that Jeff talked about yesterday is that did we- I, I'm sorry. Did I finish my thought on how calm it was? I think so. Yeah, okay. it was very peaceful. It was just, it was like, oh, okay. Callie called her doctor and we have to go. Um, by the way, so sorry. This is all over the place. Um, but yeah, um, I think you can understand. Uh, blame it on Callie's epidural. So- <laughs> It was just very calm and very relaxed and Callie got in the shower. And then while she was double checking her bag, uh, I got in the shower and then, and then we just drove to, to the hospital. And once they hooked Callie up to the equipment, that's when we noticed that the contractions were five minutes apart and then four minutes apart. 
and they were pretty intense. I mean, I was like squeezing Jeff's hand hardcore. And one of the things I wanted to talk about that you touched on briefly that we hadn't really gotten into on the show is your anxiety surrounding maybe not being able to be at the birth of your daughter because like you get anxious around hospitals and stuff like that. And you briefly mentioned that yesterday. Um, but you were scared that you weren't going to be able to make it. I don't do well around like blood and guts chaos, right? So if I'm watching a scene in Grey's Anatomy and they're about to, you know, they're operating on somebody and they pull their liver out and set it on the table next to them, or I'll look away like that grosses me out. But the actual, like somebody talking about an injury, um, me witnessing an injury, um, the sounds around it, the smells around it, all of that gives me such incredible anxiety that I can feel myself. I can feel the the curtains closing. If you've ever passed out, you know, the sensation of, yeah. of the curtains, like you're standing on a stage and the curtains uh -huh. are closing on both sides of you. I can feel that happen. And I will have to, Callie's witnessed it where, where we've been out and somebody talks about an injury that they have or whatever. And I will stop the conversation and say, we got to completely stop this conversation or I have to walk away because I'll pass out. So Jeff was doing everything that he could to like prepare himself because he really wanted to be there. And he was supposed to have a conversation with my doctor this week about sights, noises, what people say, like all these kind of things to kind of like drown out his anxiety and, and prepare for himself, prepare himself. And he didn't even get to have that conversation. So I was a little worried, like, you know, how's he going to do? How are you feeling? Cause I knew you wouldn't tell me if you were really freaking out. My thing my with, for me, I thought mistakenly, I thought that if, if I knew as much as I could possibly know, and I had rehearsed every possible scenario in my head, I thought that that would make me comfortable in the operating room. And the reality is it was the exact opposite. The fact that it all happened so quickly, the adrenaline pushed me right into the operating room. And what I... I recalled no anxiety while it was in there. And you're glad that you. hundred percent. Would you have felt like you missed out had you not? Oh, yeah. Like I had a conversation with my therapist talking about it. And like, I don't think I ever told you this, but one of the things that I was really struggling with is how do I raise a daughter to be brave and strong and loyal and stand by their friends in good times and bad and thick and thin when at the start of her life, when you needed me there, mm -hmm. I wasn't able to be there. Mm -hmm. Like that was eating me up. And that was my driving force because I, I, the, just the way my brain works, I would have felt like I had failed her from minute one. Yeah. Like if I wasn't able to be there for you. 
So the fact, so it was eating me up and it was creating even more anxiety, but the fact that when it happened, it happened the way it did and the adrenaline just put me in there, I wouldn't trade it for anything. For I'm so glad dollars. you were there. Yeah. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, and just hearing her little cry and I was really anxious going into, um, the C-section. I've never had surgery and obviously you're awake. So that's a whole different level of like crazy. Um, they're so efficient. They were so nice. Everyone here has been amazing. Um, they were, you know, sitting next to me and talking to me and cheering me on. We had the best energy in that delivery room, um, in the operating room. And it was a room with the exception of Jeff, the entire team, surgical team was women. Well, your anesthesiologist. Yeah, but he didn't, he wasn't in. Yeah, he was. Oh, I didn't even see him because yeah, they had a different anesthesiology team by my head. He was over there. Oh, okay. The same guy that came in here. I'm 90% sure the guy that came in your room and put the epidural in your back yeah. was in the room. Cause I saw him. Cause I remember he had kind of a funky um, orange scrub cap or something. Yeah, scrub cap or whatever it's called. I remember him. Yeah. But the point is, there were what ten women in that room. I mean, it Definitely. was awesome. Well, started at ten, ended at eleven. Um, it started at ten, ended at eleven, and the energy was awesome. And they, the way it happened is, they just said, "Okay, about twelve thirty. Or they even say about, "Oh, what?" She has something to say. What do you want to say? Oh, she just wants to spit up on me. Hold on. Oh, do you need a? Okay, we're fine. Um, they said at 1230, we're going to, you know, start or whatever. And at like 1225, they were wheeling us down to the operating room. 1230, Callie went right in. Um, I waited outside. And I remember in order to keep my anxiety from going so crazy, I tried to memorize what the wall across from me looked like. Mm -hmm. And... Um, I just studied it like I wanted to memorize it and uh, I could probably describe it pretty accurately right now. And then at 1239, I know this because I looked at my phone, my watch at 1239, they told me to come on in. They walked me in and at 1248, baby girl was out. It was crying. the coolest thing. And Jeff was sitting by my head and we saw her as soon as she came out. And then Jeff um, walked over to take pictures of her while she was having her bath. Do you have the audio of her first cry? Are you going to? Oh, well, thanks for asking. I sure do. Do you want <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Yeah. All right. Here we go. It's just so sweet. Um, we don't know anything about babies. So we've been kind of learning. I mean, I definitely like zero. Yeah. Like maybe one thing about babies. But um, this baby is going to be raised by YouTube, YouTube yeah, and moms on call books. Um, but she what we know so far in the day and a half we've known her 
is she's really chill. She hasn't really like fussed at shots. Um, she's been sleeping a lot. We're kind of waiting for her to like wake up, find her voice and start going crazy. Um, but she has like the softest little skin and she has blonde hair and she's so sweet. Her, um, her, uh, she has potential. Her cry has potential to to rattle windows because there have been a couple times that I I think I think it's only me. Like I go to move her and she's like, "What are you doing? I'm warm and cozy." No, I had to move her to feed her while you were gone yesterday, and she cried like a maniac. And I was the only one in this room with her. And I'm like, "Okay, you got to give me a minute because I don't know what I'm doing." Yeah. So, so she has, but the lungs are there. Like talk to us in, in two weeks and it'll yeah. be a different story, but she's, she's been pretty chill so far and she's passed all of her tests. So I think that we should start applying for college scholarships. Now these aren't tests that she could really study for. These are just things like. Jeff thinks she's a genius. Yeah. Cause she, she, they did a hearing test. She passed it. <laughs> they did, they did the Billy Rubin test you know to see if she needed to go under the magic lamp the tanning lamp she passed that she because she was a few um weeks early they had to do a blood sugar test passed it yeah so, so how do we sign up for a scholarship to harvard oh my gosh so ridiculous um how do you feel i don't even know i i was like i randomly start crying randomly uh, like I, I driving back from Publix yesterday to to deliver your turkey sandwich, um, which Callie was did a really good job of avoiding the um, turkey cold cuts. And and so for the past month, all she's wanted was a turkey sandwich. Past month, past, past nine months, past nine months. All she's wanted is a turkey sandwich from Publix with. Uh, cheddar cheese and lettuce on their, what is it? Mountain White bread? mountain bread. Mm -hmm. White mountain bread. And so I was bringing one back to the, the hospital and I don't know what it was, but I'm just like in the car and I just start crying. So I tried to describe the emotion to a friend of mine. And I, I feel like parents are all going to be like, oh yeah, I get it. And non-parents will be like, oh God, stop already. Because I did before I felt it. But he asked, he's like, have you felt every emotion that you own? And I said, actually, I haven't because these are all new emotions. So I don't know mm -hmm. how many different emotions I felt. It feels like we boarded a plane to go somewhere. We didn't know where it was going to take us, but when it landed, we got off the plane and it was the most different strange, beautiful place that we have ever been. And somehow we knew that's exactly where we were meant to be. And it's, and it's a place that we had never seen before yet. It felt as comfortable as like the annual road trip you take with your parents every year. Yeah. Like that's a great way to describe it. It just, I feel like we're in a completely different place but it's exactly the place where we should be. Does that yeah. make sense? Mm -hmm. And I think you did such a good job. Like I, I, when they were wheeling you in to surgery, I know you were so scared. Like I could see the fear on your face. Mm -hmm. And I just remember thinking like, oh my gosh, how do I ever pay her back for this courage? Okay. You know? And then when you were in there, 
and I saw you and they had the drape up. So they're doing like surgery on one side of the drape. And then you were on the other side. All that fear was gone. And you, it was excitement. You yeah. Know, it was like anticipation. It was odd. Whatever happened in that 10 minutes that I wasn't with you, there was some sort of transformation. But I was like, oh my gosh, she's so horrified. I don't know. Is that the right word? I was, I was scared because I didn't really know what I was walking into, but the energy of the people in the OR was amazing. Like they were talking to me and calming me down and they were just so understanding and cheering me on. And it was so, they just kind of made everything subside. Like just in hearing the way that, you know, the doctor and the nurses were talking to each other. It was such a good group of people, um, which made all the difference to me. It is November, yeah, and holiday shopping season has kind of unofficially started. If there's a man in your life and you're unsure of what to get him, I've got some suggestions, and they all come from our friends at Duke Cannon. You can go to DukeCannon.com and use the promo code UPSIDE. You'll save 10% off your next order. You can grab great things like big-ass beer soap. It's a fresh squeezed IPA based soap. It doesn't smell anything like beer. It's got a fresh, fresh citrus and woodsy scent. They've got the big American bourbon soap. Same thing made with Buffalo trace bourbon, but doesn't include any bourbon scent in the finished product. Instead gives you the rich scent of a manly oak barrel. They've got a quiz online. If you don't know what to get for the man in your life, the quiz will direct you to exactly what he wants. Duke Cannon holiday gift sets like the Frothy the Beer Man and the Beard That Stole Christmas are unexpected, useful gifts that you can buy for any guy. Visit DukeCannon.com. Use promo code UPSIDE for 10% off your next order. Free shipping with orders over 30 bucks. A selection of Duke Cannon's products are also available at your local Target. Go to DukeCannon.com. Use the promo code UPSIDE. All right. I hate to be the one to tell you this, but Thanksgiving is less than a month away. And if you were the one cooking, it is time to think about what you're going to do for Thanksgiving, what you're going to cook. And then I don't know about you, but I have that worry about grocery store availability for stuff. So am I going to be able to go to the grocery store and get a turkey? I don't know. Well, ButcherBox is helping us out. And if you've been thinking about getting a ButcherBox, now is the time because they are offering new members a turkey for free in their first box. So that means when you go to butcherbox.com slash upside and you place an order with them, they're going to toss in a free turkey. Done. Thanksgiving, done. Jeff and I love ButcherBox because every month they send us a box of meat that we keep in our freezer and we use it when we're cooking. And it is so nice to not have to worry about what's in stock at the grocery store. We always know that we have high quality, humanely raised meat in our freezer, ready to go whenever we need it. We do chicken. We do their ground beef. We love their steaks. Um, Jeff cooks them on the egg and it is just awesome. It makes our life so much easier. Make your life easier. Make your Thanksgiving easier. Get that free turkey. Go to butcherbox.com slash upside and you're going to get the turkey for free in your first box. That's an entire turkey for free. Go to butcherbox.com slash upside to take advantage of that offer. Again, that is butcherbox.com slash upside. I have the hardest time buying gifts for kids. I don't know what to get them and I don't know what they're into. And I just, it's just a little overwhelming for me. Well, 
I last month sent my girlfriend and her son, her four-year-old son, a KiwiCo subscription. Now he's four, so he got the koala crate and he was so excited to get something in the mail that was just for him. And it's an educational activity that's age appropriate. So they have crates available anywhere from newborns to ages 14, or it jokingly says to ages 104. There is something for everybody. Now he got his crate. He did a rainbow project with his mom and his mom said, that he loved it and can't wait for his next crate. This is a great kid's gift idea and it takes all of the hard work out of it because KiwiCo knows what's educational at every step of development. KiwiCo is redefining learning with hands-on projects that build confidence, creativity, and critical thinking skills. There's something for every kid at KiwiCo. Get 50% off your first month plus free shipping on any crate line with code UPSIDE at KiwiCo.com. That's 50% off your first month at KiwiCo.com, promo code UPSIDE. One of the things that I love when I'm trying a new company for the first time is knowing that they really stand behind their products. And um, if I don't like it, that they'll accept the return. Well, Third Love has a perfect fit promise. They stand behind their products. And if you don't love it, exchanges and returns are free for 60 days. They also have really awesome customer service. They have a text line that you can text to a customer service person, especially if you're on the go. I love that. I think every company should do that. And they will get you a return label in a matter of minutes. It's awesome. I've had to exchange two of mine and I have had great customer service experiences with Third Love. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone. So right now they're offering upside listeners 10% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash upside now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 10% off. Thirdlove.com slash upside. Today's quote of the day, done is better than perfect. If you'd like to win $1,500 or maybe $2,000 even, text the word MONDAY to 800-434-5454. What has been, oh, by the way, before we get into that, um, we're, I don't know if by the time you're listening to this show, if we'll have posted a picture of Baby Girl Dollar or announced her name. We, two things, we didn't decide on her name until we knew her for 24 hours. Yes. We just wanted to make sure it fit. And we had a short list. I think we both agreed that one name came off the list pretty quickly, right? Yeah. She would, we can talk about that name, right? Yeah. With Olivia is a first name was on the short list. Yeah. And for whatever reason, we both knew she just wasn't an Olivia. I thought that was going to be her name. Um, when we came, when I was in labor, I was like, oh, I bet she's going to be Olivia. And it's so funny because I didn't really get the point of waiting until we met her. She does not look like an Olivia. She's not an Olivia. She's not. And so one of the names on our list is what we decided. But we just wanted to make sure that our family all heard it right from us and and um, our, our closest friends. So we're making sure that that news has made us around like our parents get to tell everybody they want to tell. Right. So we're respecting that. Um, and as soon as we get the all clear, we'll post on Instagram what her name is. And then Uh-oh. somebody's at the door. This is so weird. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. Oh. It's over there. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Have a great time. Thank you. 
All right. We both threw our microphones down and pretended. We're like, we're not doing anything. Nothing to see here. Nothing to see here. She was picking up the dinner tray. And then the picture, we're going to share um, pictures with her uh, or of her. Like I know I posted one of just her ear. Uh, we want to share it, but we haven't had like an official photo shoot yet. And by official photo shoot, Jeff means me putting the cute outfits on her that I love so much and Jeff taking photos. Yeah. But like we have, we have pictures, but we want to like the one that we're going to use to send to everybody. We know we're also going to post it in the Facebook group and then we'll post it on Instagram and stuff. We just haven't taken that picture yet wearing her special pajamas. Yeah. She is not really cooperated yet. We have so many cute pictures of her just wearing her little, they give her a little Northside hospital t-shirt. Yeah. But, we do. But Callie brought an outfit. I did bring an outfit. My my hopes are, you know, are to, to get a cute picture of her in that outfit. The world's... But we'll see. The world's tiniest influencer. The world's tiniest upsider, literally. Yeah. Unless an upsider had a baby yesterday. I talked about this in... Wait. Yes- yeah, yesterday. I talked about this in yesterday's episode, um, but... It, just the overwhelming love that we're getting from the upside community. Callie, have you been in the Facebook group? A little bit, but not, not a whole lot. It's ridiculous. Like this. And I think this baby, our baby, our baby girl dollar just came along. It's such a perfect time to bring joy. Just to, to uh, just to be a distraction. Mm-hmm. I think we all knew for months that the week of the election was going to be high anxiety, high stress. Yeah. And I just think, I mean, for me personally, for you, can we talk about, uh, oh, hello. Did you hear her? Yeah. What'd she say? She just said, hi. Um, can we talk about Katie's mom a little bit? Yeah. Go for it. Katie's mom, as you know, if you listen to the show, um, passed away suddenly in September and our baby girl was born on Katie's mom's birthday. So I know that and see random crying. (laughs) So the hormones after you have a baby are just so (laughs) crazy, but I just, one of the things that I want to instill in our daughter is kindness and like service to others, Mm -hmm. like doing what you can to take care of other people. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like one of her first acts because Katie was so, she sent us so many text messages. was so excited about the pictures on what is such a sad day for her Mm -hmm. that I just feel that she fulfilled her like one of my wishes for her, she fulfilled at birth six hours old. You know what I mean? Yeah. By, by being a distraction um, and a, and a ray of light for Katie and hopefully Katie's dad on such a challenging day, you know? Yeah. So um, what was I talking about? Katie's mom. Yeah. Before that. I don't remember. Oh, um, we FaceTimed with my dad. <laughs> His very first FaceTime was with Baby Girl Dollar, which is super sweet. Um, what else? He was choked up. 
everybody's choked up. <laughs> well, my parents weren't choked up, were they? Nah, they didn't care. <laughs> um, your I think your parents are so uh, they love just being helpful. Yeah, and they're so excited to be helpful. Yeah, and. Like they're walking the dogs for us and, and you're because we had to throw the sheets and the and the and some towels in the wash when we left because Callie water broke all over them. <laughs> um, your mom made the bed for us. And when I went over there today and she tidied up our bathroom. Oh, nice. Yeah. So um, thank you for that. So, yeah. So we're parents now. We're parents. What are you nervous no. Um, Are you scared to bring her home? No. I don't think we're going to hurt her. I am. Um, no. I think we'll be fine. Once we figure out our little routine, we'll be fine. And to be honest, like, I'm not like I love it's a different time in the hospital right now because of coronavirus. Like, yeah. It's just a little different. People are getting out of here way faster than they normally would. Um, so I'm kind of ready to like, excuse her. Did you hear that? Is that a burp or a snore or a what? It was like a half burp, half snore. Um, she got a lot to say, but so people are getting out of here really quickly. Um, we haven't been apart from her cause the nursery's closed. Um, you know, there's no going in and out. There's no visitors. So I'm kind of ready to like be in our bed. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I got to be honest with you because we like to um, travel and we have not traveled at all this year. When when we got into our room, like the official, I, I don't know what room this is, maternity ward yeah. room, uh, like out of recovery and into a room. I'm like, oh, this could be kind of like a vacation. Cool. <laughs> like, look, there's a we got a view. We've got a view of Sandy Springs, Georgia. There's some construction that'll be fun to watch. Nice. A woman came in here asking us different things about a donation program here. And she's like, when is the last time you guys traveled internationally? And we looked at each other and we're like, uh, she's like, okay, when is the last time you guys traveled? And we both stared at each other. We're like, what year is um, it? We don't even know. I can't remember. I don't out, know. It was out of the country. Yeah. Cause we were trying to remember we had gone to the Bahamas. Our last trip was we went to Atlantis and the Bahamas. And we're like, when was that? But anyways, I feel so lucky and so grateful and so blessed and I'm so excited and I agree with Callie. I don't think we're going to hurt her. I'm so much less worried about hurting her or handling her than I thought I would be. Jeff has been changing her clothes, swaddling her. I haven't really been able to do that because of my... My swaddles aren't... I'm not proud of them. They're functional. But it they, puts her to sleep. They keep her warm. Yeah, they keep her warm. So yeah. she's fine. So, um, but yeah, I know I said it a hundred times yesterday, but thank you so much for all of your love and support. You guys are the best. We'll be back tomorrow. Yeah. See you then. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Please visit callieandjeff.com to find lots more upside content and subscribe to Callie and Jeff's weekly email, The Pick Me Up.
If you make your bed every morning, it will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another. And by the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. And if by chance you have a miserable day, you will come home to a bed that is made. And a made bed gives you encouragement that tomorrow will be better. So if you want to change the world, start off by making your bed.